get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alongside Tanner Hendrickson and Grant Francis, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. And right now, we are happy to be joined here in just a moment by Jim Duquette. He's the former Mets general manager. He's now an analyst for MLB Network Radio. Jim has been in that chair where you've got a team and you're struggling and you got to decide what to do with the manager situation here. That's what's taking place right now here in St. Louis. Honestly, it's also what's taking place out in New York as these teams get set to face off against each other in New York for a three-game set. And now we are headed to the 101 ESPN hotline where Jim Duquette is set to join us. Jim, we appreciate the time as always, man. We're just talking about the difficulties of deciding, do you stick with your manager? Do you decide to make a change? When you're thinking that through and you're watching these games right now, Jim, especially as it pertains to the Cardinals, what goes into such a decision in season on whether or not you decide to stick with your manager? It's a tough one. You know, I think to me overall, guys, uh, very rarely do I feel like changes in season end up working. It worked last year for a couple of teams, but for the most part, it doesn't, there, there's an inherent, an underlying issue with the team when they're struggling. Um, and you generally you would try to use the, the, Hey, has he lost the clubhouse, right? So, so the support of your veteran players and, you know, you kind of watch, uh, you know, that and you have a feel for that. And it's hard to see from a fan perspective, you know, being outside of the club, you generally will have conversations with the players and you kind of get a feel. Do they have confidence in him? Do they have confidence in his decision-making or the communication skills with some of the, the players? How, how are they, you know, and you're going to go through growing pains, you know, with a young manager like Ali Marmol. But even in New York, yeah, there's there's a little fire around uh, Buck Showalter. He was manager of the year last year in, in Major League Baseball. Now he's not got he's not you know the, the job his job isn't in jeopardy. But yeah, there's a lot of questions around it. And I think generally that follows teams that are that are not playing well, right? Yeah, and Jim, when, when you say that, and you say you you know you don't look at the manager, you don't like to make that move. How much more pressure does that put on? The, the front office in terms of they need to then make a potential like spark making trade, but it seems tough in the month of June when we're only halfway through it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It's tough to do it right. Especially now, you know, that we're in you know, year two of, you know, the three wild cards uh, in each league. And there's so many teams that are still in it. And you can, here, here's the hard part, right? You can talk yourself into, you know, a delusional state where like, oh, geez, if we are on a seven game win streak, we're right in this. Now, I don't know with the Cardinals, 
even a 70 gamer is going to make you feel a whole lot better where they are. Like I, I've been saying this, it just doesn't look like you know, every once in a while you go through a down season when you have high expectations. My cousin uh, had, had this with the Orioles, I think it was 2017, one of his last year, the Machado last season for Machado. And they were expected to be, uh, you know, in the hunt for the division. They had one of the worst seasons ever. Um, it sometimes goes the other way, and a lot of times it's unexpected. So, you know, it's a, it's a really difficult thing, though, if you're the GM, because I, I did this when I was GM of the Mets. I felt we were better than we were, and I went and made a bad, you know, ended up making a bad deal, chasing wins and chasing, you know, the fact that we were only a couple games out, and it, it couldn't stop or stem the tide. So you have to really be um, realistic in your overall evaluations. And that, that sometimes is hard, you know, especially when you're the GM, you built the team, you're, you know, g- g- generally you're positive about the club. You feel like you're optimistic still about them, their ability to come back. Maybe there's a stubbornness there too. Those are all kind of conflicting things when you're trying to make the right decision about, you know, whether you're a buyer or, or you're a seller. I think generally these days, the best thing to do is to is to wait obviously you try to make a deal if you can but you wait and see if what you're seeing currently continues for another three or four weeks and generally that's your answer it doesn't always work out that way but generally you get the answer and jim you talked about being delusional about how close you are even though you're 15 games below 500 the the reason why they can be delusional about that is because this nl central is terrible like the best teams in the division right now are the pirates and the brewers the pirates are 34 and 33 the brewers are exactly at 500 so it It means that the Cardinals are only eight games back, despite the fact that they're 15 games below 500. So when you think about that, Jim, let's let's say this weekend, the Cardinals have a good weekend. So they go two out of three against New York and then maybe they sweep Washington because Washington's no good. And now you go to London and maybe you'll take one out of two against Chicago or maybe even sweep that two game set against the Cubs. Now you're looking at it and you're like, all right, we're we're four games back in the division, but you're still, you know, 12 games below 500. How do you view that as a general manager where you, when you are in a imminently winnable division, but your team just hasn't been able to put together any sort of consistency? Yeah. It, so, I mean, you really, you have to look at the chances of them. There, there really is only one chance for them to get to the postseason. That would be win the division. But it's going to be, I think, impossible to get in. And this thing goes for both Central Divisions, American League and National Central. Like, it's, there's such mediocrity in both of them that, yeah, you absolutely, you know, and I think the Cardinals, because of, you know, the potential upside and all that, you know, there's there's a chance that they could go on the run that you're talking about. Um, and so, yeah, and I think once you get into the postseason, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember the year you guys would remember. I think it was Oh six, right? When they, didn't they have it? Wasn't it an eighty three win season that year where they ended yeah. up? Yeah, oh six wasn't a very good regular season team, and then twenty eleven required the miraculous run in the month of September as right. well, just to get in. So the two like right, worst right. teams the Cardinals have had in the last twenty years, and it's part of what keeps the hope alive here in St. Louis, are right. the two teams that went right. on to win the ring. That's right. I forgot that the eleven team, the oh six team. I remember it well because I was around the Mets during that period. Still, mm-hmm. even though I, was, I, had, I left the club the year before, but. But yeah, I, I, so you know, I think that that you know the I think uh, the hard part is 
you know, to make a, a big deal, you know, it, it requires top. You don't want to give up any top prospects. I think most teams are kind of feeling that way. You certainly feel the Cardinals, but what you got to decide is, do you take a step back, which they've been reluctant to do in the past, mostly because of their success, but take a step back um, and say, you know what, we'll go back at it again next year. And, you know, the Red Sox, I think, are the best example of that where, They've, they've won a World Series, and next year they're, they're bad. They've done it, you know, this this uh, decade twice. Um, and, you know, you, it, it is allowed. I know the fan base doesn't like it. Ownership doesn't like it. But there are plenty, there are examples like that where you can kind of, uh, you know what, this didn't go the way we thought it is, so we're going to make it. We're, you know, we're going to trade a piece or two pieces or whatever it might be and then, and then go back in. You hate to do it. And Wainwright's last season, um, you, you, you don't do it, you know, Easily, but I do think in their situation, I think it's uh, uh, worthwhile uh, and, and something that they should consider for sure. Jim, with that being said, I find it interesting. You, you've mentioned twice now of teams that kind of just have like this blip on the radar of one bad year with expectations, yep. and then they try and turn it around quickly. If that's the case, yep. do you think the Cardinals are in a good position to kind of do that? Because they can kind of reset the pitching staff going into the offseason with Flaherty being a UFA, Montgomery's a UFA, Wayne retiring. So there's three open spots there. Yep. And then kind of the second part of my question here on that is, We've heard a lot of buzz about Paul Goldschmidt being a guy that should be traded. If this is just a blip on the radar, do you just hold Paul Goldschmidt, and do you see a scenario in which you don't trade him? See, I, I think with the Cardinals and those, those uh, you know, I call them the iconic baseball teams, right? The ones that have been successful as, as often as they have. I, I think, for, and, and, and you kind of look at their core group, and I include Goldschmidt in that, Arenado in that too. And you have enough good core pieces and some young pieces where you, you, you know, no one likes this as a fan, but you, you, know, you have to be considerate to some degree of, of your payroll. But, you know, they're going to have to spend their, their way out of this a little bit on the pitching side. And they haven't had this great success or track record recently. However, you know, they, it, it doesn't, it wouldn't take a ton for them to uh, turn things around on the pitching side next year. Um, and, and Walker's another year where I think, I mean, he's just, he's got to be a force in the league, you know, and he's starting to, I think, starting to show that, um, you know, even more recently, it's the last week or stretch that he's been in. Um, I think, you know, the, the, he's just tapping the, you know, the uh, beginning of his talent. So I, I think there's plenty uh, of the core group here that I would, in my mind, if I'm sitting there and I decide finally, uh, this is the year we take a step back, I'm coming back at it again next year. I really think that there's enough talent there you know, with this group, uh, with you know, a couple of, of uh, as you mentioned, suggestions uh, for signing, you know, a couple of pitchers, um, you know, on the free agent market, or or maybe there's a guy, maybe you know, listen, Limitor when he came up, and you know, I know he hasn't been great, so it might be a bit of a stretch to say this at the moment, but I mean, he definitely has, uh, at least when I first saw him come up, he had definitely changed for the better. And you go, well, maybe he's a guy that, you know, not some more, some more development out of him. He becomes a guy that you use as one of your pitchers next year. Not the main guy, but, you know, Flaherty, you know, outside of the blip early on, you know, he gets back to form. I don't think, you know, you try to re-sign him maybe. So, so there's some things there that, you, you know, you have to make some difficult decisions. you got to hit on a couple of those. But I, 
I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that St. Louis could, could do that for next year, too. Jim Duquette's a former Mets general manager, current analyst for MLB Network Radio. We always enjoy having him on here on 101 ESPN. Jim, final question. We'll get you out of here on this. You mentioned yep. the, the pitching side of things, and one of the guys that we've been talking about, I think for like three years, it's basically the Nolan Arenado conversation that took place here in St. Louis over multiple seasons before they finally made the deal, uh, but on the pitching right. side of things. It's Shane Bieber, and I don't know what the plans are in Cleveland. It seems like nobody really knows what their plans are right now. But he's he's having a good season by the traditional numbers. But then you look right. under the hood a little bit, and you look at the strikeout rate. You look at some of the stuff that is typically predictive of, of what future performance is, and it hasn't been ideal. He's got one year mm-hmm. left of club control. Uh, Jim, if the Guardians decided we're going to go ahead and make this move at the trade deadline a year early, what do you think the asking price will be for Shane Bieber, who traditionally 3-3 ERA looks really good, but then you look under the hood and there's some question marks in terms of the strikeout stuff now in velocity? Yeah. So <laughs> I think he's one of the more interesting cases if they make him available. I wouldn't be surprised if they do because of, of the things you just talked about, right? The drop the drop in below is the thing that is concerning the most, right? The average velocity is 98. It was a tick off his last start, but it's in that, high 80s, low 90s range, and that doesn't age well. So if you're asking, you know, the hard part with him is, you know, in any starting pitcher is you got two decisions. Do you want him for the short term? The answer is yes. Do you want him for next year? Yeah, would love to have him for next year. But if you're asking me, do I want to sign him to a seven or eight-year contract beyond that, there's no way I want to do that, right? So um, I think that's the hard part is there's a cost of doing business in, in a trade market for just a short-term rental, um, there's going to be the hard part on that. If you're if you're shopping for that type of starting pitcher, there's like eight teams that need Shane Bieber, you know. And so that generally pushes the price up, and you're going, man, do I do I really want to give up, you know, two or three pretty darn good prospects for a year and a half of Shane Bieber with the idea that I'm probably not going to sign a long-term. Not everybody has the depth in their system to do that. So it's, it's you know, like A.J. Preller in San Diego, he might be the only guy that huh. would say, I'll give up four guys. Like he just he tosses them in like they're, they're uh, casino chips. He, he trades them or the Dodgers. It'll, so, it'll be the Padres or the and the Dodgers, Dodgers right? We know right. who the teams are. <laughs> That's it. That is it. Yeah. I mean, you guys have seen it, too. Like, it's just most teams, you, you just don't have that kind of depth to do it. It makes sense. And the Cardinals certainly aren't that team. They 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 latch on to these prospects and they say nobody is getting any of these except for yeah. us. Hey, we appreciate yeah. the time as always, Jim. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. Enjoy the series this weekend between the Mets and the Cardinals. And hopefully one of these two teams is saying after the weekend, ah, this is the time. This is when we finally are oh, able no. to go on a little bit of a run. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'll you got to it. You.